Hey, how you doing? Happy New Year! Bombs away! Hello. Hello, all. Happy fucking New Year. So far, I'm starting my morning off with some coffee out of my wonderful Buddha mug. And today, we're going to talk about, (laughs) we're going to talk about some shit today, I guess. Um, Today is Friday. Um, I did decide to record this episode this morning, uh, partly, in part, a part, whatever, uh, because I completely and totally forgot it was Thursday yesterday. That's how the year's been going so far. So, this week just flew by, dude. Um, yeah. (laughs) So, it's the new year. And New Year brings new people, apparently. It brings new balance, brings new newness. New, new shit. There you go. Um, yeah, so all through my timeline on Facebook, I've been seeing the abundance of I'm going to change this year and I'm going to do this and... New year, new me, hashtag. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I didn't do any of that this year. (laughs) Last year literally sucked the soul out of my very existence. So this year, I was just like, fuck it. We're just going to see how this year goes. (laughs) Um, That's how, that's how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to go about this. Um. I I have been asked if I have any New Year's resolutions or anything. I have certain goals that I would like to reach, to be perfectly honest. However, I just don't feel like talking about it. <laughs> that's that's going to be the one thing that I just don't want to talk about. <laughs> it's just my goals and hopes and dreams for this year. That way, if this shit doesn't happen, then... You know, I don't have to get that Facebook memory update in a year saying, on this day, you said you're going to do this and nothing happened. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it is early as shit. Well, to me, it's early, given the fact that I fell asleep at like 4 a.m. this morning. Um. Last night, just a a nice little brief update on my life right now. Uh, Last night, I was babysitting. Not really babysitting. Like, my son had his friend over or has his friend over because they are knocked out right now. Um, But they came out. Kids, you know, were here and yelling and 
screaming and funness and everything and pillow fights and all that uh typical childhood shit um watching netflix movies and falling asleep at way too late after being told to go to bed like five or six times yeah so that that happened last night um randomly ended up making spaghetti at uh (laughs) 1 a.m in the morning (laughs) because i just could not sleep for whatever reason um made myself and the kids spaghetti at 1 a.m i'm such a wonderful parental figure um (laughs) watched some shit go down in the news um thought highly highly considered doing a um doing a recording in the bathtub last night um however dangerous that might have turned out um (laughs) which uh, to be perfectly honest i probably will do a podcast in my bathtub because my bathtub is such a safe and comfortable space I throw in flowers every once in a while, do my little moon baths or whatever, um, you know, show the witchy side of me every once in a while. Um, and that is basically generally what happens. <laughs> I take a bath way too late at night. I end up watching comedy specials or something, which last night I watched the D.L. Hughley special on Netflix. Not Netflix. Uh, Hulu. Sorry. Um and you know laughed my ass off in the tub at an old comedy special and then got out and watched the rest of little um because i didn't finish it like three days ago um and then ended up falling asleep i don't even remember what i fell asleep to but i think i turned oh mrs doubtfire i was watching mrs doubtfire last night and fell asleep um (laughs) so and I, I remember last night, I distinctly made uh, a comment about Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, not, you know, our dearly departed Robin Williams, of course, but um, actually like the premise of the movie, which it's, it's not one of my main topics for this podcast, but it is like a random thought, you know, hashtag my random thoughts. Um, and I thought about this movie and I was just like, you know what? Miranda can suck a big bag of dicks. Like, she was terrible. Like, literally terrible. And everybody's like, oh my god, well, you know, Robin Williams' character was very, you know, outlandish. That's not that big of a deal (laughs) compared to a lot of other things that probably could have been happening in their marriage. Like, he could have been cheating, he could have been an asshole, he could have been you know, so many other things, um, other than, you know, planning a birthday party, being extremely outlandish, quitting a job for moral reasons, actually, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and, um, yeah. And I mean, I get if it was probably, if the shoe was probably on the other foot, I'd be, you know, insanely annoyed as well. If I came home to an entire rampant petting zoo, Um, and the cops telling me everything that is going wrong. Um, but I don't know if I would have taken it that far. Like that was, that was pretty, that was pretty excessive. Like she started dating a new dude, like right away. Um, she, 
I, she kept this dude from seeing his kids and he had to pretend to be a woman just to see his kids more often. That just fucking sucks ass. Like, it sounds like shit, man. But, um, yeah, so those were my random thoughts at 3 a.m. Um, <laughs> Miranda is a bitch. <laughs> um, and rest in peace, Robin Williams. Um, so... Uh, a lot of shit has happened since fucking New Year's, which is insane to me. Um, that so much can happen in so little time. Uh, it, first, um, I'm not sure how many people knew about this or how many people like kept up with it or whatever. But um, Bobby Christina, who was Whitney Houston's daughter, um, who also, you know, died of a drug overdose in her bathtub as the same as her mother. Um, her boyfriend had a drug overdose on New Year's Eve. The dude that found Bobby Christina in her bathtub, um, and called the police and all of that, also died from a drug overdose. Um... This is becoming a fucking theme. <laughs> like, um, just to, you know, randomly open up about my life a little bit. Like, um, coming from the product of, you know, that type of lifestyle, I, it's insane to me to look in and actually see people of a higher status so openly affected by the drug epidemic and uh, you know people are always saying oh my gosh this is so sad who would have known blah 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 one if I ever became a celebrity if I ever became famous I would not want to surround myself with a bunch of fucking people that are going to literally give me whatever I want and tell me that whatever I'm doing, no matter how shitty or fucked up it is, that it's right. Being the the child of someone who was in the limelight and was in the spotlight, I I understand the pressure. Like I, I wasn't, of course, I wasn't around for it because you know, fucking child. But yeah. That's some that's some pressure that you just can't get off of you. Can you imagine living your everyday life with either people following you or people constantly telling you how every single move you make has to be this way or whatever. And back then my my parent was it was like in the 70s or 60s or 60s 70s sorry dad sorry <laughs> um it was a long time ago when people their only escape was you know the parties and the drugs and all that other shit and having something like the the coke and all that other shit being so readily available to you to be perfectly honest okay I work in the, you know, nighttime industry here, um, being a waitress, bartender, all of that other shit. 
I never, to be perfectly honest, I never realized how many people actually do fucking cocaine then until I moved here. <laughs> like, it's fucking insane. And it's it's so it's so apparent that people look at you crazy when you tell them you've never done it before. <laughs> and people have looked at me all kinds of fucking insane because they said I've never done coke or whatever before. Like the the most, you know, I'd ever extend myself to is the more natural shit. Like I, I wouldn't mind doing shrooms, whatever. But because, you know, they grow out of the ground. You, you There's no possible way you can, you know, fuck up shrooms, I guess, whatever. Um, But back then when, you know, my dad was actually in the limelight, it, and I keep saying back then, it was like 70s and 80s, all that other shit. Again, sorry, dad. Um, back then, that shit was so readily available. And apparently now it's still so fucking readily available for people that are going through shit. No matter what you're going through, it's still like, hey, got a eight ball, whatever. I don't, I don't know how to say that. Is that the right term? I don't know. Somebody's going to correct me later. Anyway. Um, (laughs) but it's, it's so not to make like, you know, super light of the situation because it is a situation. It is something that is like really a big fucking deal. Like a lot of people are going through shit and I've met so many people that are going through some shit and their only escape is to either, you know, drink it away, snort it away, smoke it away, whatever. Um, and there's absolutely no judgment on how you choose to deal with your shit. But when people start fucking dying, like it not even start dying. People have been dying from this shit. You got Anna Nicole Smith, Kurt Cobain, fucking Brittany Murphy, like Michael Jackson, like they're saying that the opioid crisis is, you know, just now starting is a fucking lie. Like, it's been going on for years, decades now, um, most of my life. It, it, it's been going on. Celebrities have been dying over this shit, over trying to overly compensate for the shitty parts of their life with drugs. Uh, it's the same thing with people who are outside of the limelight, too. And I hear people all the time saying, oh, my God, it's so sad. It's so sad. But what did you do to prevent it? If, you know, Brittany Murphy had people around her or if Anna Nicole Smith had people around her and for the younger audience, if you guys don't know who Brittany Murphy and Anna Nicole Smith is, then I'm really showing my fucking age, I guess. But um, Google them, you know, take a look at their lives a little bit. Um, But if they had people around them who were actually genuinely honest with them, if Juice World had people around him to actually fucking say, hey, how about you put down the shit a little bit? Or maybe not swallow a bunch of pills, but flush that shit down the toilet. I don't know. Something like, I don't know. Not even enabling. You know, that that flushing might be enabling. I don't know. But having somebody, even if it's one, two, three people around you to say, you need to deal with that shit, And if I'm here to talk to you or anything else, 
other than here's a pill, here's a line, here's a sip, whatever. Anything other than that, like showing some sort of other emotional support, um, other than, you know, drugs, because drugs is drugs and alcohol are not an emotional support. It's an emotional crutch. Um, and shit, I, I've even had my issues. Um, I've had my days where all I want to do is sit back and drink wine all day. Like that was my replacement for having to deal with emotions, not just wine, be any type of fucking alcohol. Um, just, you know, trying to get through some sort of something. There have been times when I was completely and totally just like racked with so much emotion. All I did was just go in my freaking, you know, kitchen, pour up something and guzzle it down as quickly as I possibly could. And that is a problem. And I've also had my my friend. I've also been lucky enough to have my friends and people around me saying, hey, that's enough. I've even had my boyfriend pour out my alcohol for me and telling me, you don't need this right now. You need to go lay down, go to sleep, write something, draw something, do anything else other than this. So in those moments when I feel like I'm about to spiral out of control, one, I, and I love them dearly, both of them, um, But I I look at my parents for an example and I I see the shit that they've been through, sometimes the shit that they're still currently going through. And I think to myself, I don't want to be in that mind state. I don't want to do that. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't still happen. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm an alcoholic either. Um, (laughs) But there have been moments when I've tried to overcompensate for my emotions with alcohol. So it's perfectly fucking understandable. Um, but there's got to be somebody around these people to help them and to let them know, like, it's, it's okay to feel random emotion. Like, it sucks, yes, and it can get in the way of a lot of things. Yes, especially depression and anxiety and all of that. It can get away in the way of a lot. But it's still okay to feel it when you're not under the influence of something, you know? Um, so yeah, that was, and I, for, you know, the, this young man's family, uh, it's, it's difficult and it's going to be difficult and it, it really fucking sucks but um and his his name was uh Gordon yeah um Nick Gordon sorry um for the family of Nick Gordon for the family of Bobby Christina Whitney Houston and so many countless others that have lost their lives to addiction and sadness just pure sadness um I I it's it's a shame but I also remember you know going back to 
one of my best friends made a post about um, how people celebrate, you know, other things like they celebrate marriages and they celebrate births and all that other stuff. Yet the people who, you know, get through life, basically, or who do something small are not celebrated. Like the people who, you know, run a marathon or leave toxic relationships or get through the day without picking up a bottle or without picking up the drugs or anything like that. Those people who have gotten through those tiny, not even tiny, because it's big for those of us who are going through it, but those people who have gotten through that successfully, especially through 2019, because it was fucking rough as shit, (laughs) those people who have gotten through all of those things should also be equally celebrated. So I'd like to take this time to say congratulations to everybody who has gotten through the shit that was 2019 and is continuing to get through the shit and trying to be a healthier them and trying to be a happier them. Congratulations. We made it so far. (laughs) And uh, speaking of making it through the shit, um... The the nice little start of 2020 has brought us Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> As a nice little segue right there. Um, Lord. So it, the punches just keep rolling with, you know, Donald Trump at the moment. Uh, <laughs> how does one... Okay. How does someone go into the wild carnival ride that is fucking Donald Trump. Yesterday, Iran's Thursday, but our, I'm, I'm Iran's Friday, sorry, but our Thursday. Um, yesterday, Donald Trump ordered and executed the, or executed an order to um, kill the uh, general of Iran's, uh, basically the the second most important person to Iran or their the Iraqi government, basically, um, Kasim, uh, General Kasim, uh, ordered his execution, basically, and it happened. He's dead. And the only thing I keep seeing going up and down my timeline all fucking day and all last night. Well, not all of last night, because to be perfectly honest, I think people needed the opportunity to Google who the fuck this was. I mean, honestly, in all honesty, my first thought on everything was who the fuck is that? My second thought was, what the fuck? And then my third thought following up behind that was, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> this is not a good thing. I'm sorry. It's not. And however shitty of a person this man was, it's still not a fucking good thing. And for anyone to think that it's a good thing it's like oh my god but he killed this horrible fucking person 
No, he basically just started a fucking war, in my opinion. And apparently, in a lot of people's opinions, uh, Donald Trump apparently carried out this order without consulting Nancy Pelosi or anybody else, for that matter, of importance that he should have consulted, Um, which, my opinion, is a, to be perfectly honest, this was what he tweeted back in 2011. Well, 2011, 2012, and 2013, actually. Um, In order to get elected, Barack Obama will start a war with Iran. Barack Obama will attack Iran in order to get reelected. I predicted that President Obama will at some point attack Iran in order to save face. Remember, I predicted a long time ago that President Barack Obama will attack Iran because of his inability to negotiate properly. Not skilled. Damn, sir. Does that also mean you are not skilled? I mean, I... Okay, here's my question. A sincere question to those who do continuously support Donald Trump. Um, with all of this that is going on, not just this, but also other things that have been documented in his own words on several different occasions of several different scenarios in which he condemned Barack Obama for doing something or condemned anyone else for doing something and then turns around and does the exact same thing and when he does it, it's justified. How is that, how is that okay? How is that a normal thing when someone can turn around and say rape is horrible And then rape, and everybody's like, eh, well, you know, it's not as bad as it seems. That's what I equate that to. A lot of the things that Donald Trump says and does, he has openly and avidly condemned others for doing the exact same thing, and yet and still his supporters turn around and say, Eh, but he's still not as bad as, or it's, uh, it's just, you know, it's just, you know, it's a thing, you know, he's a good guy, you know, it's, he's good, he's a good guy. Or, yeah, it's really important to read the transcripts. Have you read the transcripts, sir? No, I didn't read the transcripts, but it's important for everybody else to read the transcripts. How? In the words of his most avid Celebrity supporter Kanye West. How, Sway? How? Is that even a thing? And then I've even seen reports bashing Rose McGowan. And side note here, just like I said on Facebook, if anybody like actually, you know, follow will people that follow my my actual Facebook, I am not backing up Rose McGowan because I am a Charmed fan. So... That can be left out of the comments already. Just saying. Re-entering the conversation. Anyway, Rose McGowan is being bashed right now for tweeting an apology to Iran. She, quote unquote, said the U.S. has disrespected your country. And now she's being called a traitor. 
She, among other things. Um, and to be perfectly honest, the whole Rose McGowan situation, because Rose McGowan is a very outspoken woman, like very well known to be completely and totally outspoken. And to be perfectly honest, this is very reminiscent of when she said she was sexually assaulted by Harry fucking Weinstein and was blacklisted from any projects whatsoever because she spoke out against it. And now all of a sudden she's a shitty person because she's apologizing to a country for them for literally kind of a blatant disrespect. It's like, oh, okay, we're going to go in and just because we, and I've heard from a friend on Facebook. Hello there. Um, I know you're listening. (laughs) Um, uh, On a, a friend on Facebook said literally that, oh, well, we had the permission to be here. So there's nothing wrong with what he did. No, there is everything wrong with what he did, especially if the permission was for something that did not include murdering one of the second most important people to the Iraqi government. If that wasn't the general purpose for the invitation or being on their soil or land or whatever, then yes, it was wrong. It was fucked up. It was extremely disrespectful. An apology is in order. And not only that, but why are we continuing to allow this man to do whatever the fuck he wants to do? Like, there are, there are people that need to be informed of things in the United States government, especially when it comes to acts of war, which basically this was, which is what the Iraqi government is taking this as, an act of war. Even as I'm recording this, there have been 3,500 troops deployed to Iran after this whole scenario to protect those who are there in Iran. And people are saying this isn't an act of war. It's not going to go that far. I've seen so much crazy shit. Even people on my timeline who are saying, oh, well, get ready to get deployed. And happy about that. Like, why would you be happy about going to an active war zone again? But nonetheless, it is baffling to me how this can continue to be a, oh, well, that's just Trump. Insert laugh track for the insane fucking shit that is the Donald Trump show. It's, I, I just, so (laughs) I just, I, I don't know what, I don't know what else to say about this. I will be following this actually, because this is probably some shit to follow. Um, and then the, the question really would be like, why exactly were was he killed in the first place like I understand he was a shitty person in his country and I understand some things might have gone down but why was why were such drastic measures taken and then all we're getting told is oh it was to prevent an impeding attack where's the proof of this impeding attack like where is the 
okay, this is, we had to do this to protect all of the American people while putting them in danger because we did this. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I, I don't know, whatever. Um, <laughs> not whatever, but um, when it comes to situations like this, it just kind of makes what Penn Badgley said all the more, all the more relevant, actually. Um, as a nice little segue, Penn Badgley is the star of the new Netflix, you know, hit show and formerly Lifetime show, uh, You. Uh, that's the name of the show for people that don't know. <laughs> he made a comment while on um, Variety's Actors on Actors thing that they do. Like they do like this interview special series um, where, you know, actors interview other actors, uh, which is kind of a cool concept, actually. But Penn Badgley said something very interesting whilst being interviewed by uh, Gina Rodriguez, that the show to him was more about how far uh, how far we are willing to go to forgive an evil white man. Which, to be perfectly honest, from everything that I'm seeing online, people are in love with Pin Badgley now for playing a psycho serial killer that stalks the women that he claims to love. And the comment was completely and totally overblown by Gina Rodriguez, of course, because airhead much. But so it 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 fits in perfectly. How far are we willing to go to forgive an evil white man? How many times has it been stated that, you know, somebody, a person of color or something like that can get away with as much shit as the quote unquote evil white man. Barack Obama had an entire fucking scandal over wearing a tan suit for Christ's sakes. And we have a president in office that likes to grab women by the pussies, whether or not they want it or not. And who starts wars <laughs> at the start of the new year. It, and nothing is considered a scandal. It's insane to me. And those words that Penn Badgley so eloquently spoke are completely and totally relevant in both situations. We are so ready, even me, to be perfectly honest, with you. Even I, at some point in time in season two, was like, I'm rooting for you, Joe. Damn you, Joe, you good-looking son of a bitch. Like, it's the, the allure, the, the the sucking in of, you know, the audience to this character or this person that is literally evil incarnate and or like it's showing the backstory behind everything. I'm not going to spoil you for anybody, but it's a good show. Go check it out. It's on Netflix right now, season one and season two. But it is 
a very, very good question to ask. And it's one that I genuinely still don't feel like people are ready to answer, which sucks because it would be great if that question could be answered. How far are we willing to go to forgive an evil white man? I don't know. Apparently, we're still trying to figure that out (laughs) because right now, oh my God, (laughs) it's a shitstorm and it's only the third day into the new year. (laughs) That's the insane part to me. That's why, that's one of the reasons why I did not come up with a new year's resolution. We'll just see how it goes. I guess with the rest of this, uh, this term for Donald Trump until someone else new gets elected, hopefully someone new gets elected, uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> because right now, <laughs> it ain't going so well. Maybe the, the new moons uh, that are popping up this year, the very interesting 13 full moons that we're going to be having uh, this year, Uh, spread out. Um, Hopefully, they'll bring some very interesting, interesting stuff. The latest one is going to be or the the first new the first full moon of uh, 2020 will be on January 10th, which is next Friday, right? Yes, next Friday. So um, next Friday, I'll actually talk a little bit more about the full moon what it means. Um, I'll actually do a nice full witchy podcast um, next Friday. Uh, Let you guys know what you can do during the full moons, um, like rituals you can do. We'll have like a whole little thing next Friday um, to celebrate the full first full moon of 2020. Um, (laughs) uh, Other than that, It has been a very interesting 40 minutes or so of the podcast. (laughs) Um, I hope I didn't bore you guys too much with everything in my my Trump rants, my Trump rants. Um, Hopefully, I will also have some really cool guests on. I'm trying to get some stuff lined up right now. Um, but I would love for you guys to hear other voices besides the wonderful sound of my voice. Um, as I, you know, do my weird ass voices and all that other shit. Um, (laughs) um, so at the end, rounding out this podcast, uh, don't be a sheep. (laughs) Oh, just jokes. All right, um, so I'm going to round off this podcast today. It has been a, an ex- interesting experience. <clears throat> I will be following up with the whole uh, situation that's going on over there in Iran. I will be posting some stuff. Um, and, okay, quick side note. So I've, ha- I've also had a lot of people asking me, mainly my male friends, um, they have been asking me about the the name, the title, everything like that. And they've also been, you know, a little weary of joining the podcast. Um, So to let all my male 
friends know my male counterparts know um this is not a podcast about vaginas <laughs> um to give everybody a little actually give everybody a little bit of example and background on what the vaginal report actually means it's not as deep as everybody wants to kind of like make it like to be perfectly honest it is I have a vagina (laughs) I'm a woman (laughs) and a lot of times people don't really think that uh, some people not all people but some people think that either women don't have a a larger opinion about things like Donald Trump and about um like all this other shit like about mental health or about whatever um or maybe we have too much to say about mental health and about uh Iran and all that other shit and think that everything is purely based and backed up on solely just emotion emotion alone um my point for this podcast and my point in calling it the vaginal report is because I'm reporting on shit that people talk about every single day um also I you know have a degree that I haven't used yet so I thought why the fuck not um (laughs) uh, so it's basically just hearing someone who isn't reading off of a fucking teleprompter or you know isn't you know whatever the fuck Tommy Lauren does um you know, hearing from a woman who actually researches things and actually actually has a unbiased, sometimes biased opinion on shit. Um, that's the point of the vaginal report. Um, and I'm not just talking about like politics and I'm not just talking about celebrities and I'm not just talking about like fashion and shit. Like, oh my God, like I'm not doing that. I'm just talking about whatever is interesting or whatever is relevant at the moment to me um I'll also be talking about like witchy shit like I'll also be talking about my life I'll be talking about like uh, as you heard in this podcast I'll be talking about like addiction and depression and anxiety and how that affects people in real life because you I speak to people in real life all the time I am a person in real life So that is the purpose of the vaginal report. Um, With that being said, I thank you all for listening. I encourage you to like, follow, and share this podcast. Um, We are still on, or I am, not we, oh my God. Um, I am still on Podbean and iTunes. I'm still on iTunes, guys. Um, and I have about one more episode before I am able to get myself on Spotify. So yeah, like, follow, repost, all that shit, you know? And I thank you so much for everybody who's taking a listen to this right now and everybody who will take a listen to the other three podcasts that I've done so far. Hopefully this year is an abundant one for all of you. I do have my candles lit for anyone who is wondering. Um, Just two this time. Nothing crazy. Just two. Um, But thank you so much. I love you guys. Peace and blessings. Blessed be to my witchy community. And yeah.
See you guys next fucking Friday. This has been a rabbit hole production. Bow, 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 bow.